how's everybody doing? My name is Miguel with SoCal Watch Reviews, SoCal Watch Reviews podcast. Uh, we are super excited today. We got a very special guest. I, I can't even believe we got this guy on and we had a lot of technical difficulties, so I feel very embarrassed, but uh, that's technology for you. <laughs> P. Ross, how you doing, buddy? Yo, what's going on? It's your boy P. Ross and we are back in the building with another one. That's right, man. Look, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to let this uh, guy uh, sit there too long. He's been, he's been, uh, he's been really cool, very patient. So, P. Ross, why don't we do this? Do the intro, man, and we'll get into the into the discussion. First of all, we have a legend, another legend. That's an in understatement. The watch space, okay. Hundred percent. This guy is represented and part of one of the biggest youtube and watch conglomerates of all time you understand what i'm saying and he has ventured out on his own with his own youtube channel and he's doing his own thing you know what i mean we are still doing the big thing so right while still (laughs) still doing the big thing you know what i mean so with no further ado let's get into it we have mr talking hands himself Andrew Morgan in the building, baby. Let's go. Let's do it. Ooh-ooh. Andrew, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Thank you. This is all very exciting. Yeah, you have to understand. I come from a very small country where everyone talks very quietly. So this is uh, this is this is pretty cool. <laughs> oh, we're very loud over here. Very loud. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for having me on. Um, to be honest, the, the the pleasure is all mine. This is very exciting, and uh, uh, I've, I feel very privileged to be able to talk to people around the world about watches, um, as opposed to maybe really talking to myself just into a microphone. <laughs> right on. I, I know what that's like, man. I know that's like you're like talking to yourself, and you finish, and you're like, yeah, I wonder if anybody's gonna watch this, and you put it out, and you get people commenting, you like, oh yeah, hey, people are watching, but it's different doing something on your own and then interacting with people, you know, it's always, it's always fun, man. But uh, thank you so much again for, for coming on. I, uh, I've been watching your videos forever. I've learned so much from your, from your channel. And uh, of course we'll go into why you started a YouTube channel and all that stuff. But uh, thank you for everything you do for the watch community is uh, you probably don't even realize how much you do, but you do a lot. So thank you so mm-hmm. much. Oh, that's very, very kind. Thank you. I really do. Yeah, man. That. Well, before we get into the discussion, I am very curious. I think I know what you got on the wrist because I, I, I could, you know, with with all the technical <laughs> difficulties, I saw your wrist a bunch of times. But why don't you let us know what's on your wrist? Um, I don't think there'll be any surprise uh, that I'm wearing my Tudor Black Bay. Um, but I can give you a little exclusive, actually. I have recently Ooh. purchased a new watch. I'm not wearing it right now. Um, <laughs> so my, my wife has just purchased me a brand new watch. In fact, let me flip this around. Keta has okay. a guess as to what my wife might have just purchased for me. Oh, uh, God. Wait, wait, wait. So have you been wanting this for a long time? I've been wanting this watch since I was a kid. Uh, oh, Submariner. No, he already had one. He already <laughs> okay. had one. He sold it. Uh, man. I don't, Breitling? I don't Oh, man. I, I don't... Maybe maybe you said it in one of your videos, but you put out so much content. I, I mean, maybe missed it. Uh, hmm. But let's take a guess. Let's take a guess, P. Let's see. Um, Shall I give you another clue? Uh, so I've wanted this watch. I've had this watch before when oh, I was okay. a kid. Oh, when and you were a kid. And I've wanted it ever since I was a kid again. 
So uh, I, just to just to let you know, I don't come from a very good <laughs> good household. I didn't have submarines as a kid, but I did have G-shot. Small, you're you're on the right lines. You're very you're very very uh, close. F ninety one W. That's it. That's it. My wife really? came home the other day. In blue yes. and one for me in black. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay. That's so cool. Classic That's watch. So Classic cool. watch. Absolutely, Good guess, Pete. Yeah. Good guess, Pete. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah I'm, well I'm excited for you. That's better I mean, like, than the most watches people had as kids are Casio's. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. It was sure. it was like strapping it onto my wrist and I and I felt like I'd forgotten to do my homework. It was uh, yeah. it was a bit of a flashback. <laughs> That's crazy. You know what? My my very first watch, and I still have it in the in the watch box, is uh Casio uh, data bank, the uh the calculator watch, and it still works. Yeah. And I still have it oh, wow. and I cheated a lot as a, as a kid with that one. I had it in <laughs> fourth grade, fifth grade. So I've had it for mm. years, man. And I have, then I bought another one, which I still have. And then I bought a brand new one for my son. So we all have Casio calculators. I never wear them. I should, but uh, Casio is just near and dear to my heart as well. So uh, Yeah, that's so cool. Aren't they? Sure. And I'm very grateful to my wife uh, for purchasing it for me as well. Did you ask that's her, is she just pricey or? Complete surprise. Yeah. Wow. She said, do you want the big box or the little box? Huh. And you're like, <laughs> I just what? assumed that was a trick. So I said the little one and it had a Casio. Right. Wow. That's cool. cool, man. That's cool. So you're wearing the Tudor Black Bay 58, yeah? I am, yeah. Now I feel bad that I'm not wearing the Casio, but I wore that all day wow. yesterday. So I thought I need to get some wind into the, into the Black Bay. <laughs> so I've got that on. Question. Right. So I, I noticed it on the NATO that it comes with. Did you buy it on the on the bracelet or just on the NATO? I am a very cheap man, so I bought it on the NATO. <laughs> I thought I'd save myself a few hundred pounds. And uh, got it, got I generally don't like bracelets so much either. Oh, you don't? Oh. straps. Yeah, um, I've got a very hairy wrist, as you guys probably know. And um, <laughs> bracelets have a habit of getting all tangled up in there and, and pulling all my hairs out. I, I get that. I get that. All right. P. Ross, what are you rocking, man? I am rocking the exciting two. Oh, cool. J and G. One of the, I, I needless to say, this is one of the probably best watches ever for the price. Yeah, we you know we'll tell I mean? we'll tell Andrew about it. He's probably right. uh, hasn't heard about it, but uh, we got a listener okay. of the podcast and uh, James, uh, and he is uh, he's been super supportive, right? And all of a sudden, we get we get I get this message saying, "Hey, Miguel." Uh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of yours, and I'm like, well, that's that's crazy to hear, right? Because I'm like, I'm I'm a right. channel. I don't, you know, whatever. I'm not I'm not Andrew, but I'm like, oh, cool, thanks. He's like, hey, you know what? I uh, I am developing this this watch with a YouTuber, uh, and uh, would you be interested in in knowing more? And I was like, yeah, sure, you know. So, any long story short, we had him and his and his friend Gary, or partner business partner Gary from I Like Watches, that's his YouTube channel on the show and uh james is uh he pretty much like what do you do uh p he engineered the the bracelet and he taught himself like how to do all Mm -hmm. this stuff but anyway sub three hundred dollars i think it's sub three hundred dollars stainless steel sapphire miyota 9000 series and it was only sold exclusively pretty much to like the fans of like the youtube channel so and then he sent us uh, the watch for having him on the podcast. So thank you so much, uh, James, if you're listening. Absolutely. But yeah, man, they may make some more. I don't know. And I don't really know if they're trying to develop a brand or if it was just kind of like an exercise of like, 
let's do this and raise some money and give back to the community. Cause I mean, for less than $300, you're getting a lot of watch, a whole lot, a whole lot of watch. So that's a story there with that one. But uh, everything about that sounds awesome. Nice. Yeah, no, absolutely. So Grand Seiko SBGM 221. Beautiful on a Vario. I don't know if you ever heard of this company, Andrew, but Vario, uh, they make really nice straps. I know the owner, Ivan, he's super cool. Um, great straps for the money, man. But yeah, SBGM 221. I don't wear it much. I got it a few months ago. I should wear it much, but or more, I should say, but GMT watch working on a, on a video review for this one. And you know, Grand Seiko, man. I mean, you, you have yeah. one ready. So have yours. Uh, yeah. Beautiful yeah. watches. Uh, you guys get great strap options out there as well. We get nothing. We get bits of old rope and old SDR <laughs> cables and things like that. Hey, <laughs> hey look, man. <laughs> look, um, you, you get some great companies out there. Uh, Watch Gecko. I mean, right. Watch Gecko. Uh, huge. Uh, the mm-hmm. great, um, great straps, but uh yeah i work with a lot of a lot of people when you're when you're a small youtube channel you you support each other and 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 i support you know different companies and vario is uh i'll send you a dm i'll send you a dm because i i he makes some amazing things for the money and he likes to collaborate with people of course you know so well i'll send you the information i hope we stay in touch after this i I think you and i hit it off and and we've been talking so that's that's awesome i still can't believe it but <laughs> so andrew uh thank you so much for coming to the podcast but i i correct me if i'm wrong you haven't been on many podcasts i know scottish watches but i don't know is there another podcast you've been on um i think we did the we did the blog to watch podcast uh, about a week ago oh, okay, uh, yeah okay. i haven't been on i haven't been on on many at all because really um we've been in the Watchfinder dungeon making videos for for the last few years <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right um, that's right but uh but yeah but really really what it is it's just it's just more that between uh myself tom and chloe who make these videos we didn't really realize that people actually like our videos it, it kind of i don't know maybe that sounds really naive and silly to say but we work on the videos we publish and we work on the next videos we publish them and it's all been very kind of insular for us so when we went to watches and wonders this year and people were saying oh are you the guys from Watchfinder? do you do the we realized, as in, in the same way that talking to you now, we realized that people, real human beings were out there who watched our stuff. Yeah. And so it made me think, oh, do you know what? I need to, I need to get involved more with people. I browse forums. I watch other people's content. And it oh, all, cool. it's all kind of anonymous. Um, and I've never really thought at any point that anyone on any of those platforms would have any interest in talking uh, to, to me or to us about what we do. Um, and it was kind of a, a bit of a kick in the pants at Watches and Wonders where people were saying, no, we'd love to talk to you. We'd love to, to engage. Yeah. So, yeah, here I am. Right. So, I mean, I've so been... what, is that, what is that experience like coming from, you know, Watchfinder to coming into your own and being more into the community? You know what I mean? Have you learned anything new? Yeah, well, it's... You know, this this is happening. Still, still working with Watchfinder. Still doing all the Watchfinder stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And and Watchfinder very kindly sent me two watches and wonders. Um, but it, it's more about meeting people and and realizing that they have an interest in our content. And the the feeling there is is bizarre. It's it's kind of indescribable that someone in another country can recognize you by your voice and say, "Hey, you're that guy." 
right. is wild. It's utterly it's wild. Crazy. Um, I mean, the, the humbleness is from. amazing. You know what I'm saying? Because as many subscribers as y'all have and as popular as y'all are, it's mm-hmm. amazing that you wouldn't think that. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's so, humble. He's a well, humble guy, right. man. The humbleness is amazing, for, for sure. Uh, I wouldn't call it humble. Um, I, I, the way I would describe it as, as being a creative and you guys, you know, you, you create stuff too. You probably feel the same thing about the work that you do. Whenever you create something, you're always looking to see what's wrong with it so you can improve it. So in your mind, everything you do isn't good enough. Everything you do That's could be saying. better. And so you you don't think, hey, I've made this thing and everyone loves it. And I'm so great. You think, oh, do you know, the last time I did this, I did it better and it got better views and people said this in the comments and people said that. And so in, in my mind, it's uh there's, there's a kind of a big separation between what people like you guys are telling me and how i actually feel about the work that we do but i think that's just part and parcel of being a creative and being someone that wants to to push um their own personal boundaries and become better Absolutely. wow well speaking i'm, I'm curious because when i put my videos together right uh, I do some research on the internet and there's contradicting information everywhere, right? Because anybody <laughs> and everybody can go on the internet and write whatever they want. And I have gotten yeah. some facts wrong and people call you out on the videos, right? But your oh, they, stuff... They love to do that, yeah. Oh, yeah, they love <laughs> to do that. So your stuff, though, is so well-researched. And and the crazy thing is there's information you throw out there sometimes that I'm like, how how did you how do you find this stuff not only that you guys put out so many videos boom 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 i'm like if i did that much research it would take me a month to create one video how if you don't mind sharing with us where do you find your information from and and where do you i don't i don't know how do you how do you pull the information together and create these videos man they're they're amazing your storytelling the information the 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 humor in there i mean it's just I just love the videos, but sorry, I'm talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. Um, you know, I'll never, I'll never get tired of hearing people say they enjoy stuff. And it's the primary reason that, uh, that I, I like doing what I do is because this, this sense that you have done something that has uh, changed someone else's life, even if in a small way, but for the better is right. uh, such a rewarding feeling. But how do I do it? So um, I think this is very deep rooted in the kind of person that i am so if if i'm thinking about buying something like let's say I, I want to buy a pair of headphones i don't just go to the shop and go oh those will do i read everything on the internet about it i just consume okay. and i consume like a robot <laughs> um and the, the same is true of watches and there is so much to know about watches and i've been consuming right. that knowledge about watches for oh god over 15 years, you know, okay. so you, you kind of amass this useless, <laughs> you, you take a, a part <laughs> of your brain that could be used for something practical and useful, like learning another language or something like that. And no, you fill it full of watch nonsense. <laughs> watch stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and I have to say as well, a lot of the brands, they say stuff about their own brands that isn't true either because so much of that knowledge right. is almost... <laughs> It's, it's, it's almost myth level at this point. There are different takes from different people who were told by someone at the time, and there's nothing really to oh, prove or deny. Uh, so when you're talking about, I don't know, the first watchmaker to create 
the perpetual calendar wristwatch? Was it Breguet? Was it Patek Philippe? Neither of them can really definitively say it was one or the other. So it just goes, it just becomes a legend for the ages. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so after all of this time kind of reading those things, you have that knowledge uh, kind of on tap and it gives you a direction to go in. So for me, when I when I write a script about something, um, uh, I'm sure people in the comments will say you write about Rolex. But when when I write a, a script about something, what I what I usually do is I have a couple of things in mind, like waypoints in a journey. So I see it and I think, oh, do you know that watch has been built to look a little bit like this older watch here? It's kind of all this vintage vibe, or it has this technology. And I access the little bits of information that I have about that and try and root out a, a narrative. Um, and then the, the research online um, or kind of in any books or anything like that is then just trying to join those dots or just kind of prove the point that I'm trying to make. So uh, okay. I, I come from a, a novel writing background personally. So I, I've been writing novels for 20 years, uh, really only for my own amusement um i used to sell them on amazon but not so much anymore since amazon ruined everything um but what i really got into there was this idea of narrative structure like how you uh introduce something how you build it up how you then bring it back down again and how you resolve it so you have a satisfying journey if you like through that story and so i tried to find little fact points that act as those beats in that story to uh to offer uh, an experience for the for the listener for the for the viewer that is that, that, that resolves nicely and leaves them feeling like they've had a positive entertaining experience um so the, the facts themselves more often than not i'll have that string of main things that i want to do and while i'm googling those i just find a little nugget of something else and i think oh that's mm. cool how can i weave that in and so you start to get if you think about it as, uh, again as a narrative, you might have your kind of your A plot, the hero, and then you might have your subplots, the B plots, like mm-hmm. the love interest. But those will just be like, oh, the guy who invented this also did that. How interesting is that? And once you have all of those things, uh, and once you've done it enough times, it actually happens quite easily. So uh, for me, a script will take uh, an hour, hour and a half to write. No from, way. From start to finish. Mm, um, wow. And it's just it's just experience. It's just having done it 300 or however many times um it's 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 kind of no really real real secret it's just repetition he's just he's just that good Pete. there's no secret he's just that good no doubt oh that's all i'm saying (laughs) wow wow okay well thank you for listening now you have (laughs) man i'm I'm serious you just so you just you just hit on something really interesting when i when i watch your videos you do this thing with your voice where you're just like you, you're you go in waves. You're you're so right. I don't know how to explain it. You do this weird thing where it's like it, it's it's like a journey. I'm listening to this story, and then you could go like kind of loud, and then you get really low, and then it's just, I, you play with your voice so good that it's not monotone at all. Like the journey just between seeing the macro shots of of whoever does your video. Great job. And your voice and then that little watch finder song playing in the background throughout the whole video, which I'm sure some people probably find annoying because I get people telling me like, oh, why do you have to play music throughout your whole video? It's like, yeah, I shut get up. that a lot. Too. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. It's it's entertaining, you know, whatever. But man, congrats. Just, just yes, uh, yeah, you're the go. Oh, hang on. A, a jet fighter is about to go past. Bear with. 
sorry, there's an air display happening just down the road from here. And That's so cool. Sponsored by Brightling. Sponsored by Brightling. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, it's the Red Arrows. Oh, well. Sorry. There are a few <laughs> things that are legendary in the watch community, right? I feel like Miguel's journey with his SBP is a legendary journey you guys got to cover this spb 143 man you got to cover this seiko and um that's so cool you know his journey with that you know i feel like i have a legendary tale with the debacle with the whole traveling watch guy my response to it you know what i mean um and you you actually showed your face finally that was huge that, that was huge and I remember getting the messages and everybody sending screenshots. This is what he looks like. This is what he looks like. You know what I mean? So what everybody was saying, you... how disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so what made you show your face and why did you start a YouTube channel? Yeah, your own YouTube channel. Yeah, very interested to know. Yeah, so um when you grow a big channel, as I have discovered, the um, one of the things that you find is that deviating from what you do is very, very difficult. Uh, and we have some we have some great plans um, between myself, Tom, and Chloe, um, who, who are the guys who uh, together have, have worked out those awesome macro shots um, to to create some new different types of content as well for different kinds of people who are into watches. Oh, cool. But then there was just these little stories here and there that I wanted to tell by myself, and I thought. You know, I wanted to be a bit more animated with it. I wanted to kind of move away from perhaps the higher production values uh, that we're that we're known for, uh, and I needed a place to put them. So I, I created my own channel for that. So it's just an, a little outlet for some of the fun little knickknacks that I've discovered over over time. Kind of maybe some of my personal opinions on watches, uh, some of the interactions between films or sports and stuff that i enjoy right. too that i didn't think would work over on the main channel stuff that probably the stuff that would do really badly on the main channel is it's probably what i'm trying to say wow so uh question how do so your your watch finder right out there your employer how do they feel about you starting your own youtube channel that they care that they tell you anything because you know it's a lot of times uh conflict of interest gets thrown around at least here in the u.s right you want to do yep. your own thing on the side and your, your, your boss tells you, no, there's no way you, you just, you can't. So it, it, how did that go about? How did that conversation even go? Yeah. Well, they're, they're they don't really know cool yet. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know yet. <laughs> they're, they're really cool with it um, because they know that ultimately it's putting more content out there uh, with, with me in it. And that, that association is always positive. The whole the whole factor that has been the backbone of the Watchfinder channel is the sense of independence. You know, so people say, oh, Richemont telling you to, to feature watches right. and Watchfinder are telling you to feature this because you've got a load of them for sale. It's never been the case. I know people won't believe it, but I, I open the website and I go, that one. Or I see a, a watch that we don't even sell and I, I call up the people or I send them a message and say, hey, can we feature your watch? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And Watchfinder have always been cool with that. So, they also appreciate, oh man, I don't know if you're going to be able to hear this now. There is a sheep outside making a no. load of noise. <laughs> but that's cool. <laughs> man, where, where does it, you live in a farm or something? <laughs> that's kind of cool. 
I, yeah, I, I live the, where I live used to be a farm and it's been converted oh. into houses, but there's still kind of a field behind it that has sheep. That's and these cool, sheep though. are actually cool. pets of one of my neighbors. Oh, um, God. And I made the mistake of, they said, uh, my neighbor said, oh, they really, they really like treats. You should feed them treats. And I said, oh, Uh-oh. what do you feed them? She said, she said, gummy worms. I said, I'm not going to feed them gummy worms. Gummy worms? <laughs> so I Googled it. I Googled it. And uh, Google said they like bananas. So I fed one a banana. And now it comes to the end of the day. It's only a small garden. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, can you imagine? It comes to the end of the fence and it shouts at me. From <laughs> your... it's, oh, like a... It's, it's a shame you can't hear it. But they're just it's, like going, a... it's like a minion pee. Mm-hmm. Banana. <laughs> you can wow. just hear the sheep right there. Like, oh man! Yeah. Anyway, so uh, face what reveal was, was that? Was that was that, <laughs> that nerve wracking? Oh yeah, you? that's right. Yeah. So watch Finder a call with it. That's the main thing. Um, it, it's it's all part of kind of building out. Uh, uh, I, I guess you could call it my brand if you like. Yeah, yeah. If if I'm even cool enough to have such a thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's all cool. Man, so was it? Were, were you nervous to show your face? Is there a reason why you never showed your face on the Watchfinder channel? Did you guys talk about it beforehand, or what? what what's what's the deal with that? <laughs> well, you're looking at my face, and you tell me if there's a reason why uh, or I, I should have been nervous about showing it. <laughs> no, man. I, I honestly, I no, mean, no, I would have done all. it from day one. I would have shown your face from day one. You know. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's the reason that we didn't do it originally is because the idea of the Watchfinder channel isn't for me to say, I'm Andrew and this is what you should think about watches based on my opinion. The whole idea was to let viewers see through my eyes, yeah. you know, hence the, hence the view from my face, if you like, looking at the hands so that the viewer could feel like they were holding the watch and they were experiencing it. Mm. And the stories are designed as well, not to say this is good and this is bad, um, it's more to say this is the story behind this watch and you can make of it whatever you like. Right. And you'll see in the comments, someone will say, oh, you're always hating on Rolex. And other people say, oh, you're always sucking up to Rolex about the same video because they have taken their own interpretation right. from it. Right. Uh, and so, so with mine, it's more about, hey, this is what I think. This is what really tickles yeah. me about watches. And so it makes sense for it to come out of my face. Um, I, I seriously and you know i thought why not the, everyone's been everyone has been good boys and girls and they deserve to see what they've been asking for after all this time and hopefully they're all very disappointed so let me ask you something on your channel um which is what's the name of it andrew morgan watches correct that's right. the name of your yes, YouTube channel correct, yeah. okay so the question that i have is on the watch finder channel you present watches and, and again you're not reviewing a watch you're just basically presenting a watch with a little bit of opinion here and there, but it, it doesn't seem biased. In my opinion, it doesn't seem biased. So my question is on your channel, where are you going to review watches or are you just going to do watch related content? Because that's what I've noticed on your channel. You talk about yep. watches and movies and different things like that, but you don't review a watch. So will you review a watch or are you going to stay away from that? Possibly. I think it's really uh, equipment and finance dependent. So um, oh, some of the things I've been really itching to do is to talk about watches in movies and to talk about the watches. Yeah. So we just recorded a video about uh, the watches worn in Formula One because some of the stories behind that, the relationships behind that are really interesting. That's cool. Um, 
Uh, and I think, yeah, maybe, maybe to do reviews in the future. But again, I don't really want to tread on the toes of what already exists that I create. I want this to be like a little pocket of something else. And maybe people will like that or maybe they'll think it's utter rubbish. But uh, early days, nah, yeah. So we'll Come see. on, man. I mean, you just started your channel. You're going to hit 4,000 subscribers, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. Sorry, I just need to make mm-hmm. a message. Congratulations, <laughs> congratulations, man. So. Thank you, yeah. Uh, a big help from uh, Nico Leonard, actually, who gave me a shout out um, to, to his subscriber base. Got a nice lump of views and subscribes from that. Don't worry, oh. once we give you a shout out, you'll hit 100,000, no problem. We don't have oh, that yeah, ourselves, you but you, you'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> blow our help. Easy. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo. Don't worry about it, man. Oh, I certainly <laughs> hope so. We got you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, I, I appreciate it, you know, like it's... It, intermingling with the watch community you have people who listen to you and they trust you and um for me it's a real privilege to kind of like have your um you have your approval to them it's you know your audience are important to you and mine are important to me and sharing those is a bit like kind of letting someone hold your baby a bit isn't it you're like careful yeah. with it, careful with it please don't throw it down the stairs or yeah no for sure for sure. No, and, and you hit a really good point. Like, honestly, uh, we've discussed having some guests in the past and either I don't feel good about it or P doesn't feel good about it. And we just kind of dismiss that one person, right? Because we just don't feel it fits with our personalities or our beliefs. But for the most part, every single person that we've had on this show, we could stand behind and we could put our seal of approval of that of that means anything but it's uh it's real people man and honestly anybody listening and watching andrew's like super cool down to earth like we've had obviously we're not going to name any names but we've had some people that don't have even this much of the following of our of our men here but man they are divas and you can oh, and yeah. they have all these wow. demands and and we're just like what the hell like but mm. this guy is just super cool so hey go follow him if you're you're mid podcast posset Go to YouTube, find him. Andrew Morgan watches. Uh, awesome guy. Thank you very so. much. Thank you. Yeah, here's a here's a good one. Rolex versus Tudor. Ooh, the good, <laughs> the bad, and the ugly, <laughs> including the recent robberies everywhere. That's crazy. What's going on, man? It is, isn't it? It's it's such a shame. Um, I said. Like it's it's horrible for the people to get their watches stolen, but I also think it's horrible that people find themselves in a situation that that's what they've got to resort to, you know. Um, right, right, of course. Yeah. Like it's the 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 world seems to be getting a little bit more of a desperate place, a desperate place yeah. every single day, and uh, you know I'm pretty certain people aren't robbing those watches for the lulls. Um, but nevertheless, you want to be able to if you've worked hard and you've purchased something, you want to be able to enjoy it without right. feeling afraid. I agree. Uh, I've, I really don't know what the answer is. It's not to not buy the products that you want. You don't want to live in fear. That's definitely not it. You don't want to let them get you down. But you also, yeah, yeah you just, just be careful, really, don't you? But yeah, big shame. Big, big shame. So I was watching what's... something on um, something online and they were talking about how easy it is to take a, let's say, a richer meal off someone's wrist. And like the process of that, you know what I mean? Wow. It's like a distraction. And then someone comes to shake your hand and then you got wow. their full attention and they just slip the watch off your wrist. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Wow. You know, you know P. Ross was taking notes. 
Hold on, slow down. <laughs> okay, I, I no, need doubt. no, 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 send no me doubt. those notes, P. Send no me doubt. those notes. Send no them doubt. to Andrew, too. <laughs> it was amazing the way that it went down, and someone had an actual like video where it happened to them. To them. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow, yeah. this is amazing. Slip the watch right off his wrist. Yeah, I mean, take that out of the, the terror of being robbed and put it on a stage as an entertainment piece. And the idea of being able to do that, I, I've, I've seen videos of, of people who um, take things out of people's pockets, take their watch yeah. off, oh yeah, uh, take things out of their wallet and put their wallet back. And the person has no idea. It's, it's, it's a very impressive skill, for sure. Right. I just wish they... I don't know, make money out of that that doesn't involve <laughs> stealing other people's stuff. Right. Yeah, use that um, skill yeah, for good. Become... Sorry. No, I was just going to say, use that skill for good and, and, and become a magician or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're going to steal stuff, at least sell it and give the money to the, the community or something. That's right. very true. Robin Hood. Yeah, that's very something true. Like that, yeah. But you know what's something super scary? I posted something on my stories on Instagram yesterday. There's this uh, video by Vice. They made a video about social media and uh, and how they flex, right? People flex online and, and you know, have these cars and this watch and whatever. But people are watching you. And, they, and, and especially if you do lives because you're an idiot and you're like, oh, I'm here. They know you're not at home. And they right. probably already know where you live, you know? And that's that's one of the scary mm-hmm. things for me scary and at the same time very very sad and disappointing so i i recently um was lucky enough fortunate enough to i sold a bunch of things saved up and bought a, my first rolex and i have not made i talked about it in a previous podcast but i have yet to do anything on video or even like publicly really talk about it a lot for the same reason because i'm like to me it's a very special watch, but for somebody that's not into watches, they don't, they don't know the connection of like, of what it is. They just know the brand and like, oh, I want to steal it. What else does he have? And it's, it, it, it really kind of, it, it made me very sad and disappointed. Cause it's like, if I want to share with the people that have followed me, it's not about look what I bought or look at the money. It's not about that. Right. The money was there with other watches. I just consolidated. It's not about that. It's more about, Hey guys, we did it. I wanted this for so long. We did it. We're a team, but to know that I can't do that, or I'm fearful of it because I'm going to put my family in jeopardy. Possibly is very disappointing and very disturbing. And it's like, how do I, how do I move forward? Right. How do you present it? How do you share that with your viewers, with people who supported you without, getting into trouble if you will so i don't know i'm just i'm just disappointed with that that's crazy yeah no i I know what you mean um it's you have to be very careful generally don't you there's kind of people steal your data they steal your car they steal whatever i had a car stolen um, from me a few years back actually and um, oh man uh the 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 people who stole it came to view because it was for sale and family Mm. turned up husband wife and some kids and they were looking at the car and it, and it turns out that to steal the car whilst uh the the bonnet the hood as you guys would call it was up and i was talking to the the wife the her husband was in the car cloning the key and so woke up the next no morning, way the car was the car was gone hmm. uh, thankfully i had gap insurance i don't know if you guys have the yeah. same thing but yeah it, we yeah, do so yeah, i had that had so it actually kind of it made it okay but like the, the terror of knowing that you had spoken to these people and how they had been so friendly directly to my face only to come back later and steal the car was just, just crazy to me. Mm, but you can't wow. let that stuff get to you, can you? You can't let fear 
stop you from enjoying the life that you want to enjoy. You can be careful yeah. about it for sure. That's true. And that's, that's what I say. Like because you can buy a Rolex or not buy a Rolex. If you buy a Tudor, probably to the person who is, would perceive you to be a target, they would probably see them as the same thing anyway. Just, just be careful. Just be careful. Don't drive your Ferrari with your arm hanging out the window with your because right. <laughs> you're asking for it. Then I mean, but um, I mean that yeah, that, that just, sucks. Just sensible. That sucks too, though, right? I mean, if you're in a position to own a Ferrari and own a richer meal, that person can't even enjoy themselves anymore because somebody's so jealous or so desperate to to steal something that they can't even do that anymore, right? Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. That sucks. It does. It does suck. Um, and I also think, as well, kind of as the as the contra to that, that if you can afford a Risha meal and you can afford a Ferrari, yeah, you should be able to enjoy it however which way you like. But there are a lot right. of people out there who can't even get right a car to run, let alone. So there's there's a sensitivity, and I think yeah. when when you have the kind of money to enjoy and purchase some of these things, I think it does come with a bit of a social responsibility too. Like uh, I don't know, this is kind of morality talk, if you like. But uh, just just to be sensitive to the people around you too. So I don't know. Drive it somewhere expensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, deviating from from all the negativity and the robberies. What I really want to know, and, and we don't have to go deep into this. Just just your quick perspective. Rolex versus Tudor. <clears throat> There's a, a a lot of people that um, have been hating on Rolex, and obviously for obvious reasons, right? Because you can't get them, and this and that, and they're acting all weird. So they've actually started looking at Tudor. Uh, you own a Tudor. I own a Tudor. P. Ross owns a Tudor. And a lot of people that we do own Tudors. They're great watches. Uh, they're beautifully uh, built. And obviously, they they have some kind of connection to Rolex. But everybody obviously keeps seeing, not everybody, but a lot of people still keep seeing Tudor as inferior, lower product, you know, is a cheaper product that, that Hansi was, uh, you know, building in the beginning. And I mean, there's some truth to that, but I think now we all could agree that Tudor's his own thing. They're amazing watches and you don't buy a Tudor. In my opinion, you don't buy a Tudor because you can't buy a Rolex. You buy a Tudor because you want a Tudor, right? Um, so in your opinion, if you were given that you have $10,000 to spend, right? And you were given the choice, like buy a Rolex or buy a Tudor and have extra money. What, what, what would you, what would you do and why? Hmm. Well, I think there's so much, um, there's so much going on with it. And a lot of people allow their feelings to control what they think the truth is. Uh, I mean, the, the, the truth is the fact of the matter, Rolex has done very, very well as a business and it's, it's capitalizing on that. It's moved its products up market has dressed them with yeah. shiny bezels and shiny cases to appeal to uh, an audience that has a bit more money. Now you could say, Oh, boo Rolex. That's terrible. You've made your products unaffordable now to the people who could afford them before. That, that is the case. But you could also look at it from the perspective that they have backfilled in with Tudor. So for me, buying a Tudor is something that uh, means I can access that vintage look of Rolex but without putting an yeah. enormous amount of money into it. Um, and now, actually, there are some Rolexes that I also really like the look of. Do you know what? I never thought I'd like a fluted bezel date just. Am I mm. getting old? Am I getting old because I yes, like you are. them now? Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> is that an old thing? Is that like when you start getting all the gray hairs? Right. Is it going to seep into like, your brain? Is the fluted bezel kind of like the uh, Nike uh, Monarch? 
Oh God. <laughs> well, also two tone, like right? Two tone, like what, right? The dad watch. The dad yeah. watch. Yeah. Yeah. The dad watch. There you go. My, I'm gonna start, right. start tucking my t-shirt into my pants now. Oh, that's, that's it. Oh no. Yay. <laughs> so okay. So let's let's recap. So ten thousand dollars. What are you buying? You buying one Rolex, or are you buying a tutor and keeping the money? And feeding the sheep to, uh, uh, a bunch of bananas. <laughs> Organic. If I, if I were investing $10,000 into a watch and it had to be a Tudor or Rolex, can I just have one of each? Because if I'm lucky enough to get an Oyster Perpetual at RRP, I can have both, can't I? Yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. My, my I mean, wife is desperate for a Datejust or an Oyster Perpetual one. We're, oh, on, really? a, we're on a waiting list. Um, oh, I don't okay. think I've... I don't think I've danced well enough or <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i don't know what it is you have to do but we've not got that cool yet but uh yeah i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna say the answer that you didn't offer and say both please okay <laughs> okay cool great answer great answer all right okay. all right so yo if you had to recommend a sub fifteen hundred dollar watch including micro brands mm-hmm. you're definitely welcome what watch would you pick Oh, well, there are so many great choices. And to just to avoid the question for a little bit, what I think, I have to say, like, while, while you can't now go and buy a Rolex Submariner for $3,000 anymore, what you have instead is access to an enormous amount of micro brands. And it's just fantastic yeah. to see them, them popping up uh, and to see people who are real watch enthusiasts at the helm. Like, it's a very different flavor, isn't it? It's a bit more like, yeah. When you had someone like Jules Audemars founding his brand because he's a watchmaker and he wants to make watches, you've got people like that now. High-end people making uh, incredible independent watchmakers that cost many tens of thousands of pounds, but also then fans. Um, so I was talking to Richard Bentz the other day, the founder of Studio Underdog. Uh, yeah, he's he's a back. graphic designer. Mm-hmm. And the passion that you get from him is nothing like the kind of the dreary press talk that you might get from a brand. This is a guy who's like, I did this and I put my money into it and I risked it because I love watches and I love designing them and I just wanted to create something. Right. That for me gives you something else. So you can buy a watch from him for less than $1,500, right. uh, way less. And you're buying into some passion uh, and some interest. Same with uh, Baltic as well. Mm-hmm. I really love Baltic. Uh, the Micro Rosa watch like, yeah, Chinese movement, yeah, kind of uh, most of the parts are made in China and assembled in France. But the guy is like, I wanted to make a watch that I loved, that was different, that was interesting. And he, and he did that. And you and can affordable. just see from the response. And very mm-hmm. affordable, yeah. And you can see from the response that people have had. Well, I think this, uh, a friend of mine purchased one. He got one on the second batch. And he could list that now for two, three times the price if he wanted to, which is crazy. crazy. Yeah. It's utterly crazy. Um, but of course, if you want to, like for, for 1500 bucks, you could tap into uh, Hamilton and Tiso, get some great watches there. The PRX is just fantastic. Like I'm going to bang a drum here that's got holes in it yeah. by this point. But the PRX is brilliant. Great watch. Uh, whether you go quartz or mechanical, you, yeah, it's just, it's just an entry point into a watch. And there's something about them as well that I really like. If you ever buy a vintage watch and you look at the quality of it, it's not as good as the, the best watches today. Like a vintage Rolex is not right. the same quality as the Rolex today because the manufacturing processes they had weren't as accurate. They didn't have CNC machines and all that fancy right. stuff. 
So when you buy a, a more affordable watch from um, a, a lower price Swiss watchmaker or a, an independent, a Kickstarter type independent, you notice the quality actually looks like a vintage watch because they're using the cheaper processes and actually that right. gives them a certain charm that's really, really enjoyable. Mm. Cool. So yeah. That's, that's a lot of, you, yeah, lots of choices. <laughs> uh, we recently had uh, Mike France on the show, the CEO of uh, Christopher Ward, one of the, one of the mm-hmm. co-founders. Great value for money as well. I don't know if you ever had a chance to experience them in the metal, Andrew, but Christopher Ward is making some, some really nice things too. Absolutely. Yeah, I haven't actually. I haven't. Um, for sure, my sense, there's a whole load that I've not been able to get involved with. And one thing that's really interesting, actually, is uh, branching out and having my own Instagram channel. Um, I get approached by a lot more people. It's, it's given oh, me a cool. lot more access to different interesting watches, different people. I suppose people who thought, I don't know, because it was part of Watchfinder that they couldn't contact me or uh, I'm not really mm. sure. But, but now I've been able to get in touch with them and, and speak to more and more people. So hopefully it'll be even more brand experiences for me that I never thought would um, would happen. Yeah. Right. Well, let me know. I mean, we know a lot of people. If you if you want to get connected, we could definitely help. And and to kind of answer your question because you or your doubt, that's exactly what it was. Because I always wanted to have you on the show, but I'm like, I don't even know how to go about it. How do I contact Watchfinder? But then I noticed <laughs> right. you started your own thing, and I was like, oh, okay, it's it's him. Like it was easy, right? Uh, yeah. so that's exactly what it yeah. is. You're more approachable oh, now as opposed to being, you know, behind a big corporation. Now it's like you in the forefront, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So and that, well, that's really another reason why I've done it. You know, is Watchfinder is demonstrating here that the people behind the channel um, are passionate and enthusiastic. It's, it's right. not a, a marketing machine. It's right. not people who crunch the algorithm. It's people who go, Oh, what, what should we write about next? Yeah. Um, and enjoy it. I think that comes across. Honestly, it comes across because you could tell the the channels, and I won't name any names, but there is channels out there that you could tell that they're just marketing their their brand, their whatever, right? But you're not. You're super passionate, and you could tell that. So, and I've never bought a watch from Watchfinder just yet. Maybe in the future, I don't know. But when <laughs> I see your videos pop up, it's more like a history lesson. Here we go. You know. So yeah, yo, yeah. and I yeah. have one more question, and and this Definitely. is usually the kicker question for everybody that we ask. Okay, how do I know you what's feel coming about homage watches? Now there was just a situation <laughs> where I guess a brand named Sam Martin had released their version of the PRX, and it had a lot of people buzzing saying they would rather buy the Sam Martin for like three what was it 350 bucks it was a hundred dollars less than a prx or something right and you it's know like, what i mean why would and you buy that? they gonna buy that instead of buying the actual prx you know what i mean i found that kind of uh weird crazy <laughs> uh, you know what i mean and i just yeah. want to know how do you feel about homage watches like and let, let's clarify not homage watches in the sense that they take some cues like oh it drew inspiration for no we're talking like straight right. up it looks like, like one thing, on one copy like one on one copy it just has a yeah. different name on the on the dial right. you know that's that's those pretty are the much what the Sam Martin look like the, the Pagani design all, all right. these all these yeah. watches so what's your opinion on what's your take man uh, personally they don't, they don't scratch the itch for me 
if, if anything, they are just temporarily displaced finances until you then have to raise the money to buy the thing you wanted originally in the first place. Right. Very well put. I, I do think, especially for brands whereby um, they're prohibitively expensive, perhaps, that something that takes uh, the spirit of that and creates it again, especially if it's a design that's been around for a very, very long time. I, I like those. I really do. There are some great options. But when you're saying it is a one-to-one copy, I mean, that's just lazy, right? If you've got the yeah. opportunity to make something, make it unique, make it you. Otherwise, ah, it, it, it will be like me just transcribing someone else's video and just reading right. it out. Why would I do right. that? It's so right. unsatisfying. <laughs> that's from the creator's perspective. From the owner's perspective, you've got the same thing. Maybe you want to see, is it worth buying a Daytona? And so you buy an Alpha and you can smash around in it and see what you think. But I don't know, just go to the shop and try one on for real. Right. I can't, I don't, I don't understand it. But then again, you know, I'm not every person and there might be some people out there who have a really, really good reason that I've just completely not thought of. Yeah. Uh, so. Great answer, man. Well, look, we don't want to hold you up much longer. Uh, I, I hope you're open to maybe coming in the, on, on the show in the future, doing some kind of collaboration. Uh, I'm, I'm going to leave you with two questions. I don't want you to answer them. This is maybe for the future. I was going to, we were going to ask you, okay. what's your favorite watch brand and why? And if you ever were or had the opportunity to become CEO of a company, what would be your first order of business? So hopefully we'll, okay. we'll leave those okay. questions out there. We could answer them in the future, but uh, where can people find you, man? Um, well, primarily on the Watchfinder channel, of course. Uh, I'll be there talking nonsense about watches. Um, sometimes with Tom as well, we'll chat nonsense about watches together. Uh, or on my Andrew Morgan Watches channel, where all the bits that I thought were too rubbish for the Watchfinder channel end up. Oh, cool. God, come on. No, everything is great content. And, and by the way, I do love those podcasts you guys started doing. That's pretty cool. It's, it deviates from like the high production stuff, but you, you're arguments if you will or the things you talk about are are are, are great are, are, are you going to turn that into a podcast form is it a podcast already i know it's on the youtube channel but can people listen to it in their car that's a very good point we have recently uh in the last couple of weeks uploaded them all to uh oh, okay uh apple oh spotify okay, and cool. other places all of that kind of stuff so yeah awesome thanks it's <laughs> a good okay, reminder because cool. i completely cool. forgotten we've done that there you go watch finder <laughs> podcast go check it out P. Ross, where can people yeah. find you, buddy? Yo, Ross Wristwatch Love everywhere. Instagram, YouTube, SoCal Watch Reviews Podcast. We are the best podcast out there today. I'm calling bold it. statement. But very bold. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, it's all good. It's all good. You know what I mean? Because we have dope guests. We have humble yeah. guests. And we're humble people ourselves. That's why I say Yeah, that. yeah. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Andrew, you've got, by the you've way, got to own your thing, haven't you? Yeah. By the way, when P. Ross flexes like that, we're, we're humble around here. We're not honestly. Oh, yeah, we, sure. we feel well. This is yeah. this is what we feel, right? We feel we've been doing this for over two years. We've had our YouTube channels for over three years, and honestly, where I feel, in my opinion, my humble opinion, we're underrated. Why? I don't know. We just haven't gotten to that next level. But it's okay. The few people that listen are real people are real supporters and that's what we like we don't want any people or people or persons or fans whatever you want to call it to see our stuff just because of the product but they 
us, right? The, and not just because of the guests, but because of us. But obviously, it helps when we have badass people like Andrew on the show, yeah, and, sure. and, and it definitely helps, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, keep uh, at it. Keep keep doing what you enjoy. You know, if you if you love it, it's not it's not an effort, is it? It's it's always good fun. Right, right, right. And I mean, it shows we've had so many technical difficulties with this podcast, but we keep <laughs> coming back to it because. Man, I people don't even know, but seriously, uh, I I I personally enjoy this. I enjoy talking to, to, to you to you guys and and talking about watches. And I know it's silly at the end of the day, right? It's watches, but there's so much more to it. It's a community. It's this this unspoken language. I just can't describe it. There's something about watches, right? In the watch community, that's so special. So. Yes, sir. So what can people find you at, Miguel? SoCal Watch Reviews on YouTube, uh, Instagram. I have not posted on my Spanish channel in a while, but Andrew said he was going to speak Spanish. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Relojando <laughs> is my Spanish channel. But uh, yeah, Andrew's like, hey, I could be on your podcast as long as I don't speak Spanish. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> you, you have to speak Spanish. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, Andrew... Thank you so much, man. I, I we, we appreciate having you on. And I Absolutely. hope this is not the last time you are such a cool guy. Like, honestly, we've had a lot of people that we've collaborated with. And, and, and it's only I could count with, with one hand how many people have actually been this cool that were like, you know, this, this, this is a real person. This is this is just so cool, you know? You're, you're very, very kind. Um, yeah, I kind of don't know what to say. Uh, it, it's it's a bizarre experience <laughs> getting to to meet really interesting people like yourselves and talk to you about watches. And uh, um, it is it is humbling, honestly. So thank you so much for having me on, and uh, thank you for giving me a poke on Instagram. I've really, really enjoyed doing this, and and like you say, hope to do many more with you. All right. Well, go follow him. Go follow Andrew P. Ross. We'll follow myself. Uh, and and yeah. as always, we, we, we're going to keep uh, bringing content and hopefully Andrew in the future and some other guests. But as always, my friends, always remember one very important thing. Stay safe, but also stay humble.